Jesus in this house this morning. Oh, he is worthy. Brother Emmanuel Aslam to come around before they sing and before uh, Sister Linda comes. Brother Emmanuel, if you will come and just greet us this morning. We're glad to have you with us. And I uh, want you to come around and greet the congregation, if you will. Thank you for coming to our day service today. Much in prayer for the services tonight. Amen. Our pledge sheet, if you have a pledge sheet and have not turned that in, we want you to go ahead and do so uh, today and tomorrow. Or mail it in next week if it is late. It's extremely prayer to be here this morning. Uh, you know, I came late, but let me tell you, I'm blessed to be with the family of God. You know, I believe this conference is really refreshing our souls, the missions, because I believe when the Lord comes down, He touch everything. And you know, I'm so blessed. Still, I'm connecting with Brother Shannon this church. This church and you guys is really blessing for my family, for the mission in Pakistan. And I really appreciate all your love, your prayers for, your financial support to do the great mission in Pakistan in Asia. And we are really thankful all your supporting. May God bless you. Thank you very much. Praise the Lord. Don't forget about our service tonight at 730 We'll come on around and this afternoon after the service, I um, want you to stay with us and have fellowship and lunch over in the fellowship hall. You love the Lord this morning. Amen. God's a good God. Amen. Worship with them as they sing. Taking your song, there's an echo from the truth, and it's ringing in my heart from my youth. He won't keep you from the trials, but he'll surely keep you through. He'll keep you through the fire when it becomes a furnace. He'll keep you through the waters when they become a flood. your song now there's an echo from my youth 
David sang the praises. This was the glory of his father. And I want to know how much you love him this morning. Amen. How good has he been to you? Amen. A lot of times we'll look back and we'll say, oh, man, I know how God worked for him. Or I know how God worked for her. And I know how God changed him. But I want to tell you how he worked for me. Amen. I want to tell you how good he's been to me. I want to tell you how much I love him. Amen. How much I praise him. How much I'm thankful. Amen, brother, for what he did for me. He reached down his mighty hand and he pulled me out. Didn't have to. And I can tell you if I got what I deserved, I wouldn't know him today. Amen. I'd be forever cut off. But I'm so glad that he loves me. Amen. In spite of who I was. And even today, brother Roger, in spite of my failures, he still loves me. Amen. What a good God we have today. Amen. We ought to praise him. Of the glory of Jehovah, oh, preach that all is lost, Satan always lies. Little John said he is precious by leaning all. So for a moment, may I humbly testify. Oh, did I mention that I love him, how I worship and adore. Tell the 
I'm sure I'm not the first one to hear this song for the first time, but it's the first time I've heard it. My, I'm telling you, in that first verse, that, that just hit the preacher in me. I'm going to ask, I tell you what, just sing the whole song again. We got time this morning. Amen. I feel the Holy Ghost moving in this house. I need this. You need this. Brother Roger, I feel that river beginning to flow through this sanctuary this morning. Amen. I want us to take time just to love him and worship him. Has Jesus been faithful to you? Has he been good to anybody in this house this morning? Oh, my. Did you know while we're here worshiping, angels are crying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. John saw him in Revelation and said, Some were crying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. He is worthy this morning. Hallelujah. And I do love him. Oh, my, I do love him. Would you just raise your hands and say, Lord, I love you this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, my, he's in the house today. Glory to God, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, church, love him here. Oh, my, give him praise from your heart. Glory to God. The praise little David sang the So for a moment, may I testify that I that I never cease. They don't cease. I believe Sister Joni hadn't stopped since she's been there, Sister Linda. I believe she's still just praising and worshiping. And I tell you what, if we knew what awaited us, we wouldn't be able to stop. Brother Charles, we would not be able to hold back the praises if we could only get a glimpse of what awaits us. Oh, yes.
might have a few favorite songs. Amen. I want Sister Linda to come around and obey the Lord this morning. We're glad to have Pastor Music from Baldwin, Brother Jamie White from Middleburg. Appreciate you being with us today. Amen. How many is ready to hear the Word of God this morning? Praise God. I don't know about you, but I feel a reverence awesomeness in this house this morning. And I know who it is. And I know why he came. You and I are the reason that he came this morning in such a precious, special way. I can't, I can't make it without him. Don't even want to think about living one day without him. He's precious to me. I love him and I thank him for first loving me when I didn't love him. He first loved me and gave himself for me. What a Savior you and I have. What a privilege we have. I was thinking as we were worshiping the Lord and the presence of God was so free in this place and you and I had no one standing next to us, around us, or even outside the building threatening us that if we worship God, our lives would be in danger. We had no one saying you can't do that or you'll be incarcerated. We have this great wonderful liberty this morning we can worship Him, we can cry openly, we can shout hallelujah to the top of our voice. And we're so privileged and so blessed. And I don't know about you, but it could come to America, and I know that. And I want to redeem the times by while I have this opportunity. I want to praise Him, not just with my lips, but with my heart. And I want Him to know He's the dearest possession that I have today. I'm glad for Jesus. This has been a wonderful camp meeting. I mentioned it last night. I'll say it again this morning. Uh, the Lord has really ministered to me in more ways than I can tell you. And so if you feel like this camp meeting has not been a success, I'm here to tell you it has as far as I'm concerned. Because I came for the Lord to minister to me, to speak to me, to encourage me, to strengthen me to be on my faith, to help me to hear the word and receive it and then go and apply that word in my life. And God has done that for me. Besides the wonderful fellowship of people of like faith, our brother from Pakistan, other churches, Brother Music, his family, Brother Jamie, different ones, Brother Gerald, Brother Roger, Sister Joan, wherever you've come in from, from the other churches, it's been a joy and a blessing and so refreshing. I enjoy good fellowship. I've never understood people that want to be isolated, don't want to be around anybody. I love being with my family and the Lord. I said, I love being with my family and the Lord because they say something to me that encourages me, and they love me, and I can feel that love, and I thank God for it. 
want to thank Brother Shannon, Sister Jiminy, and this church for hosting this mission conference and camp meeting. I want to thank Brother Roger for bringing me the word. And I appreciate every time he's ministered to us and Sister Joan backing him. Uh, they're, a, they're a wonderful team. I'm not lifting them above any other ministry, but I tell you, they're a wonderful team in the Lord, and I thank God for it. And the forever redeemed group of singers, they bless me, always have been, and I thank God for them. If you've got your Bibles, look in Joshua chapter 24, taking you to some very well-worn verses of Scripture. I have used these, and uh, th these same verses, but with different thoughts. So this morning, again, this morning, I sat up last night to 11.30 and finally had to give it up and go to bed. I said, Lord, what do you want me to bring in the morning? I've got outlines, Brother Buddy. I studied all last week, got them all written out. Could have easily brought one of them that God gave me last week, but he didn't give me that liberty to do so. So this morning, praying, uh, I beat up uh, Brother Bonkman up just a little bit this morning, and while I was alone talking to the Lord, and I began to read some verses out of the Bible, he carried me to this, and I've jotted down a few notes, don't know where we're going with it, but just letting God have his will and way. Look in Joshua chapter 24, starting in verse 1. And Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel, all of them, to Shechem, and called for the elders of Israel, and for their heads, and for their judges, and for their officers, and they presented themselves before God. It said Joshua gathered them together. But they knew when they came from his beckoning and his invitation that they were going to meet with God. They were coming before God. Joshua was going to be the mouthpiece for God speaking to them. And then verse 2 said, Joshua said unto the people, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Your fathers dwelt on the other side of the flood, in old time, even Terah, the father of Abraham and the father of Nacor, and they served other gods. And I took your father Abraham from the other side of the flood and led him throughout the land of Canaan and multiplied his seed and gave him Isaac. And I, I'm not going to read all the rest of what you find from verse down to through verse 12 as he rehearses the history of what has transpired with Israel and what has taken place in their life. And then starting in verse 13, and I have given you a land. This is still God speaking through Joshua. And I have given you a land for which ye did not labor, and cities which ye built not, and ye dwell in them. Of the vineyards and olive yards which ye planted not, do ye eat. Now therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. Amen. Serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Would you read that last portion with me there that Joshua made the statement concerning himself and his house? But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. One more time. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Thank you for standing and thank you for reading. I didn't read the verses, but I'll go back and read maybe a couple of verses there or at least one out of the prior chapter. But the, what the Lord put on my heart when I was praying this morning out of this verse was as for me. I didn't know that Forever Redeemed was going to sing. Did I mention that I love him? Can I tell you he's my everything sang that song? I didn't have a clue that's what they were going to sing. But as they began to sing it, 
when they just started out, I said, oh, God, that's you letting me know I did hear from you this morning because I want to talk to us as for me, as for me. And I know you'll agree with me. This is not a renowned statement. It's just a known fact that I cannot speak for you what's in your heart and what's in your life. I cannot speak for you concerning your desires and your motives and whatever makes you do or want to do what you do. Neither can you speak for me. I cannot even speak for my boys. We got four boys. I can't speak for them. Got seven grands, great, eight great grands. I can't speak for them. I can't even speak for my husband, Brother Baltman. I can't speak for him because I don't know his heart. I don't know what's taking place there. I don't know how he feels this morning. I don't know what he thinks this morning. But as for me, I can speak for me. Amen. And I refuse to let me be silent. I said I refuse to allow me to be silent. When others may want to be silent about their relationship with God or what he means to them, I refuse to be silent. Even when it calls for criticism, even when I have to stand up against opposition, even when maybe someone threatens could, could threaten my life, as for me, I refuse to be silent about what I have and who I love and what's taking place in my life. Amen. So that's what I want to talk to us along the lines of this morning. I looked up as for in the dictionary. It means used to introduce a topic. Excuse me. It's used to introduce a topic related to what has been mentioned already. As for me. Amen. I'll just tell you about me. Or I'll speak for myself. I don't need someone else to speak for me. I will speak for myself because I know what's in my heart and in my mind. And something came to my mind as I was studying along these lines. I had something that transpired in my life last year, a certain incident that took place, and I did not react to it properly as a Christian should have. I, I was not using bad words, but the attitude that I took was not as a Christian should have taken. And when I did that, I was smitten in my heart. And I know what that smiting, uh, who that smiting was from. It was from the Holy Ghost. And I knew I had grieved him because of the attitude. Not that I said anything wrong. Not that because I stood up for something I believed in was wrong. But the attitude that I took it in and the way that I spoke it was not as a Christian or as Christ would have had me to have spoken it. That thing ate at me like a canker. I cried, I prayed, I cried, I prayed, I cried, I prayed. And the enemy was taking that and he was doing everything he could to torment my mind, to tear me apart. Some Christian you are, some example you are. No one's going to have confidence in you because you should have never spoken it in that manner. You should have never responded in that manner. On and on and on and on and on. And, and Brother Roger knows who I'm talking about. Brewer and Sister Joan, I don't know if anyone else knows him. But there's a young man named Steve Arrington. And Steve Arrington is one of the finest young men you'll ever meet in your life. And the testimony that he has never heard it all, heard enough to know. God brought Steve Arrington from a long, long way. And, and loves the Lord God, saved him, sanctified him, filled him with the Holy Ghost, called him to preach. He started a church at Rockmore. Am I right, Brother Roger? Out of Rome, out of Rome. The location is out of Rome, Georgia. It's where he started the church. It has blossomed. It has bloomed. He has seen souls come in rough shod, bikers. I mean, all walks of life, they have come in and gotten saved. Brother Roger has been there and ministered. And he said, oh, it's a thrill just to see what God has done in various lives and walks of lives. Amen. 
And Brother Steve Arrington is not what you say. Someone that has been to college. He's not a theologian. Uh, he doesn't go into depths in the scripture and not demeaning him by no means at all. He is just as sincere and honest as any man you would ever meet. Simplistic in his preaching, in his mannerisms, loves everybody, looks for the good in everybody. I mean, he's got qualities that I still need to be working on in my life. But he came to our church on a Sunday night. And I, I call him my boy, amen, my son. And I went over and I sat down beside him and we talked a little bit. He always tells me he loves me, calls me his second mama. And so when I sat down beside him, I began to say, Brother Steve, and tears welled up and I choked up. I said, I need your prayers. And I began to relate unto Brother Steve what I was going through and how I had prayed and how I had asked God to forgive me. And I said, Brother Steve, I made it as right as I know how to make it, but it's still badgering my mind and my heart. And Brother Steve, in his simple little way, looked over at me. He said, Sister Linda, God knows your heart. God knows your heart. I feel the good Holy Ghost in this place this morning. I'm telling you, that was just what I needed that I could look that devil in the eye and say I've made it right. And by God's grace, I'll do better with him helping me. But I'm tired of you beating me up over this. God knows my heart. And so this morning, you don't know my heart. I don't know your heart. But I can speak to you as for me. I'm like Joshua. I I'm going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I can't speak for you, the heads of Israel. I can't speak to you for the tribes of Israel. I can't speak to you on behalf of the elders. I can't speak for you. I can't speak for you judges. I can't speak for any one of you members of this group Israel. But he said, I can speak for me. I have not allowed you that have chosen other gods to influence me though I could have others did but as for me it's still Jehovah God number one as for me I will continue to worship him I will continue to serve him I will continue to talk to him I will continue to follow him I will continue to allow him to work in me as for me I'm not turning around I'm not giving up I'm not giving in I'm not quitting I'm not looking for something better for I know I found the best there is this side of heaven I found a God that loves me and a God that has given me everything that I have as for me we will serve the Lord amen in that 23rd chapter he said ye have seen all that the Lord your God hath done unto done unto all these nations before you for the Lord your God is he that hath fought for you Adding to that, and then you go back and reread the verses 4 through 12 and see what all Joshua reminded them that God had done for them. I could stand here and bring to memory as much as is possible what God has done for me. Each of you could come and stand right here and you, as you could remember, as much as you could remember, you could rehearse what God has done for you. How faithful. That's what they sang. Did I tell you? He's been faithful. Oh, you could tell me about the times when you were at your lowest low and God lifted you up. You could tell me about the times you lay sick in body and God laid his hand on you and healed you. Brother Gerald of a stroke and now of leukemia. He's healed by the grace of God. You could tell us Sister Carmen about just a little while ago when your heart was crushed from losing a daughter though she wasn't biologically your daughter yet she was your daughter in the Lord in every way how that broken heart bled and wept and cried but God laid
laid that hand on that heart and said, oh, I'll keep you through it all. I'll keep you through the fire. I'll keep you through the furnace. I'll keep you through the flood. I'll keep you through your grief. I'll keep you through your sorrow. I'll keep you through your down times. We can everyone stand here and tell it. And when Joshua finished telling it all, he said, but oh, let me tell you something about me. I made my mind up. I've got my foot on the rock and my mind's made up. As for me and my house, no turning back. No turning back. No giving up. No surrender. We will serve the Lord. Brother Roger was away preaching and he had asked me to preach on a Sunday morning. And then on a Sunday night, he asked Brother Benji, uh, filling in for him while he was away. And so on a Saturday night, I guess about 8.30, we got a phone call from Sister Kelly, the black lady pastor up in North Carolina we preach revivals for. She is a precious dear lady. She's a mentor to me and she's a prayer partner and she's a mother of the Lord to me and I, I just love Sister Kelly so much. And she called about 8.30 and she said, Sister Lynn, and I could tell from her voice, she was in distress of some kind. She said, I've called. I need some serious prayer. Now that's her way of saying, I don't need none of this lay me down to sleep praying. She calls it serious prayer. Amen. And I knew what she was saying when she said that. She said, I cannot even put my weight on one of my legs, which had been broken three different times in the past, and it's left her knee sitting sideways, uh, and it's bone against bone, and she was in so much pain. Had been for several days, and she said, I need some serious prayer. I said, Sister Kelly, I'm going to put you on speakerphone. And I said, I'm going to join hands with Brother Baltman right here. And we're going to pray for you. And we're going to believe God to heal you. And she said, okay. We did that. And we prayed. I mean, a spirit of prayer came. I'm glad that God will hear us no matter how desperate we are. I'm glad God will hear us no matter the distance we may be from the person we're praying for. The spirit of prayer settled. I knelt down beside Brother Baum and held his hand. And we prayed. And I mean the Holy Ghost came down where we were ministered to us. Oh, I felt like I was about raptured out because the presence was so sweet. On the other end of the line, I could hear her. Holy Ghost was a hold of her speaking through her and ministering unto her. And I was just thrilled. I knew God was on the main line giving us what we were asking for. And when she, uh, we finally uh, stopped praying, she said, I feel so much better. Thank you for your prayers. I said, Sister Kelly, let me know if you're able to go to church in the morning. And we're getting ready Sunday morning. And she has the lady uh, that drives her to church call me, uh, Sister Natalie. And Sister Natalie called and said, Pastor Kelly said, tell you, she feels good. She's up getting dressed. She's on her way to church. Thank you for your prayers. I said, oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, you did it again. Oh, you did it again, God. Amen. Well, I, when I went to get up that Saturday night from uh, kneeling beside Brother Boltman, something hit my knee. I mean, there was a pain, never had a pain in it. Something hit my knee, and I got up. I said, oh, I can't hurry. I'll stand on my leg now. Amen. And so I thought, well, I just need to walk around, walked around a little bit. But every time I'd take a step, it hurt. Went on to bed, slept that night. As long as it was still, it didn't hurt. Just when I stood or tried to walk on it would be the pain. Went to church, preached that morning. God ministered, and I thank him for it. Got in the vehicle to leave church that morning. And when we got out from that vehicle later, I, I, my knee almost gave way with me. almost fell down. The pain was hurting. Bruce said, Linda, that is nothing but the pure devil trying to put on you what we prayed off of Sister Kelly last night. Thank God for good preachers' wives. Where's my amen? Thank God. Thank God for good preachers' wives. 
Hallelujah. Gerald, hallelujah. Thank God for good preacher's wives. Hallelujah. Um, I went on back to church, still hurting. Brother Benji preached a good message, got Kevin Tracy and Sister Virginia to come sing. And he said, I want you to sing. Uh, my foot's on my rock and my mind's made up. Hallelujah. They got lunch. We'll eat in a little while. Just cannot take my time and us have a good time in the Lord. Hallelujah. And so they were singing that song. And they sang that part. The devil will tempt you. He'll fill your way with strife. He'll make you sick in body and even try to take your life. But put your trust in Jesus. Uh, put your uh, trust in Jesus and say, Lord, I've had enough. I've got my foot on the rock and my mind's made up. Well, I'm standing up worshiping God, and they sing it over and over the third time. They came across that verse and began to sing, The devil will tempt you, fill your way with strife, make you sick in body, even take, try to take your life, but put your trust in Jesus and say, I've had enough, my foot's on my rock. When they got to that third time, I heard a voice say, why don't you jump out there and dance on the devil's head? I'm telling you, I jumped out in the middle of that floor, and when I started dancing, every bit of that pain left that leg, and I'm not headed anymore. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? As for me, I'd rather serve a God like that than I have a world full of money and riches riches and fame and fortune. I'd rather serve a God that can come through for us in that cr critical, crucial hour. It doesn't matter what you're going through. He's big enough to handle it. It doesn't matter the valley you're walking through. He'll walk through the valley with you. It doesn't matter the clouds that are hanging low. He can break them open and the sun will shine again. Woo! Hallelujah. As for me, as for me, David said, I got to hurry. Lord Jesus, didn't know it was going to, that wasn't in my outline. Hallelujah. Oh, David said in Psalms 5, verse 1, give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my meditation. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for unto thee will I pray. My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee, and I will look up. For thou art not, for thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness. Neither shall evil dwell with thee. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest, O workers of iniquity. Thou shalt destroy them that speak leasing. The Lord will abhor the bloody and deceitful man. Listen now, verse 7. But as for me, David said, but as for me, I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy. And in thy year will I worship toward the holy hill. He said, hey, they can go their way, do their thing. But as for me, I'm going to the house of God. You know some that used to go to church, they don't go to church anywhere anymore. Oh, I've had some stand in my face and tell me, I don't have to go to church. I can live as good at home as I can go into the house of God. Amen. But David said they can go and, and they can go other places and do other things. He said, but as for me, my will, my desire is to come into the house of the Lord in the multitude of thy mercies. Oh, if we could call a woman out of the Bible that had a bowed over a spirit of infirmity that bowed her over 18 long years and say ma'am why did you go back to church you were so bent over you were in pain you were in suffering you were in discomfort why did you go back to the house of God why did you go back to that synagogue and she would say standing erect now she would say let me tell you I wanted to go because I never knew 
if the next visit was going to hold my miracle, if the next visit was going to have the answer to my prayer, if the next visit, that message was going to pierce into my heart and tell me about me. And I went back and I went back and I went back bowed over and I went back in pain. As for me, I'm going to the house of God. If they want to lay up at home and lose out with God and die and go to hell, as for me, I will go to his house. Woo! My, 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 my. Hebrews 10, 25. Oh, that's Old Testament. Well, I got your New Testament. Hebrews 10, 25. Am I right, Brother Gerald? He said, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. Statistics will prove what I'm about to say. The professing Christian, for a biggest portion of them, do not attend church like they used to. And some that claim to be Christians have never attended it on a regular basis, on a persistent basis. Where did they get the opinion that as ministers, as pastors, that we want them to come to church just for their money and just for the number on the board? Where did they get that opinion? I'll tell you where. The devil seeded that into their mind. They just want my money. They just want to have a big crowd for a show. Oh, not the real shepherd. Not the true blue. They want you there because your soul needs to be there. Your heart needs to be in a holy atmosphere like we've been in here ever since we got here this morning. Oh, you don't find that sitting at home watching our love Lucy on the two blue. You don't find that down in a bowling alley getting mad because the last pin wouldn't drop over. You don't find that out on a hunting trip looking for the buck that's got the biggest rack. But you find it like Brother Roger preached when you come into the house of the Lord. For he said where two or three are gathered together in my name. There am I in the midst of the up. As for me, I'm going to church. Will you do something with me? Turn around to somebody and say, as for me, I'm going to church. 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 I don't go to Victory Tabernacle because Brother Rogers, my pastor, and Sister Jones, my pastor's wife, I go because it's a house of God. I said it's a house of God, and I can meet with God there, and I can worship God there. Woo! Lord, I got a page full. I ain't going to get it all preached. David again, chapter 17. Down in verse 13, he said, Arise, O Lord, disappoint him, cast him down. Deliver my soul, talking about the wicked, from the wicked, which is thy sword. Which is thy sword? From men which are thy hand. O Lord, from men of the world, which have their portion in this life, and whose belly thou fillest with thy hid treasure. They're full of children. And leave the rest of their substance to their babes. Listen now, David again. He said, as for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. I lost some of you there, so just stay with me. Reading all of those verses, David said, as for me, my desire is to be with the Lord and to have what God provides for me than all the riches that the wicked can attain, gain, earn, and receive. I'd rather have what God can be to me than have all the treasures in the land. Woo, hallelujah. Because what he is to us, money cannot buy. 
I said, money cannot buy it. Gold cannot purchase it. Oh, no. Greater riches than anything this world can give us. Lord, I've seen some just about stab their own grandma for one more dollar. They're so greedy. Greed. Greed everywhere you go. Do you know why some of these other nations and now our nation likewise are suffering? It's because greed. They won't even allow food to be carried in to some of these nations. And they are literally starving to death. They'll take all the income coming in and they'll pad their pocketbooks and fix whatever they want for themselves. It doesn't matter how many little children starve to death or how many die by the way. Greed, greed, the love of money is the root of all evil. I said the love of money is the root of all evil. But David said, let them go ahead and get their hidden treasures and all their wealth. But as for me, my desire is to behold his face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I wake with thy likeness. And let me go to Hebrews eleven twenty five. It said a man by the name of Moses, raised with all the riches he could have ever had, brought up in a palace of the finest, uh, and had the grandest opportunity of being high-ranking authority in the land. But all oh, the hour came when old brother Moses realized, I never have been uh, one of theirs. I'm a Hebrew, and I'll always be a Hebrew and it doesn't matter where you put me it doesn't matter whom I'm with it doesn't matter whom I'm around or what they give me I will always be a Hebrew and my people are being punished and my people are under such a, a t- tyranny and, and such rigorous work and labor but the hour came that old brother Moses said choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. I've had my taste of the pleasures of sin up until I got saved about eight when I was about 19 going on 20. Up until then I did all that I could do to get the pleasure out of this world and sin will hand it to you hand over fist. Oh, it'll introduce you to things that you were sheltered from when you were at home. We lived a country life, basic, simple, reserved, basic life. Didn't have lots of money, so there was not a lots of things that could be brought into the home. But oh, even though I was living and sheltered from things that I never knew was out in that world, when I became of age, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to go where I want to go. I'm going to live like I want to live. I'm going to put my life in whatever I want to put. I mean, my choice. And I did. And I was going deeper and into darker sin. I went into things that I vowed. Oh, I see them doing it, but I'll never do it. I heard about her turning out like that, but I'll never turn out like that. Oh, but my, the day the Lord saved me, I became a Moses. I said I became a Moses. I made my mind up. If they want that world like hog love slop, let them go after it. But I'll tell you, as for me, I want the presence of an almighty God. I want to serve him. If I must suffer for it, then let it be. But I will not recant. I will not denounce. I will not refuse. And I will not reject what brought me up and who it was that brought me up and saved me from all of that. I got to hurry. I can't just keep preaching because it's good and it feels good. I got to quit. We were riding down the road, me and Brother Baltman the other day. We stopped to eat and so forth. I began to look around. I began to observe. Well, here's this couple. You can tell from what they've got on and all the expensive jewelry they're wearing, they must have money. They're in debt head over heels one trying to pay for it. One of the other 
You look over here. Here's one using vulgar, foul language, even using God's name in vain. Go outside. They're smoking like a tar kettle. Ignoring, ignoring the Surgeon General's plea or declaration. This can give you cancer. Hello. I just began to observe. And it was kind of cold. Up Georgia it gets colder than it does down here, don't it, Brother Buddy? It was a little cold that day. Here comes a girl with shorts on so short and her top so long. You wonder if she's got anything on up. Y'all ever seen some of them don't look again? Keep your eyes sanctified. But we saw, Brother Baltman saw one old man standing and gazing. It makes them mad if somebody makes, makes a pass at them. It makes that kind of person mad if a man makes a suggestive approach to them. Don't display it. Don't put it on display if you don't want to attract that kind because it attracts that kind. Amen. But I began to look at all of that. We got back in the car. I told Brewer, I said, I'm so glad God saved me from all that mess. I'm so glad God saved me from all of that mess. I called it mess. Maybe that's not a good word. I hope that's not a bad word in Pakistan. But anyway, it's not a good word here, mess. Amen. But I'm glad God saved me from all of that. As for me and my house, I want to live for God. I'm not one of these that want to make myself so holy that nobody can meet my standard. I don't want to make myself and my own righteousness so holy that I think I'm above everyone else. But I do crave, I do yearn, I do long for the righteousness of God. I said, I long and I crave for the righteousness of God. I refuse. Come on, sing or I'll preach another act. I refuse. I told the Lord that this morning when I spoke. I said, Lord, I refuse to let a world that has Satan as their God, as their master. I refuse to let that world set a standard for me. And I'm your child. And you brought me out of that. Daniel Smith, Brother Rogers' brother-in-law, Sister Jones' brother, gave us a little paper in our Sunday school. Laminated it. Gave it to me. I still have it. It may be here in my Bible or in the other Bible, but I've kept it in one of my Bibles. It said, why do we try so hard to fit in when God saved us to stand out? Oh no, as for me, that holds nothing for me. But what God has is greater than anything you and I could ever own or possess. I got two more and I don't have time for it. Can I just tell, tell you what they are and you can look them up yourself. David again in Psalms 26, 8 through 12. He says, I want the uprightness of God. Then I was going to use Joseph in Potiphar's house. Oh, I can't do this. Potiphar's wife, no. My master, trust me. Last one, David, willing to pray. That's Psalms 55, 16 through 17. He's going to use Daniel when he knew the decree was signed. Daniel said, oh, there may be lots of others that's not going to pray now, but I'm not going to quit praying. I'm going to pray. And he did. It cost him something, did it not? What'd you say? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. He had to spend a night in a stinking, filthy dungeon that was prepared for lions. Filth all in that place. I cannot imagine the stench. We went to the zoo in Atlanta. And we were going through just observing the, the tigers and cats that were caged up time we walked in that odor I mean it just about took my breath I ran the rest of the way to get out of there I cannot imagine having to stay there all night long but he said oh it's not going to take my prayer life 
can I just say this and I'm closing sing a lot we get so intimidated when we come to the altar and we feel the need to pray oh I just feel like I need to get hold of God I need to speak to God about something and then we listen everybody's prayed maybe five minutes and they're gone oh my they're waiting on me to get up so we feel intimidated why why? Nobody told them they had to stay till you got through. They're free to leave. Leave. Pray on. Pray on. Pray on. Pray on. Don't let anything rob you of your prayer life. Well, I can't kneel like I used to. Don't let that rob you. God can hear you sitting as good as he can hear you kneeling. Stand if you have to. Pray. Pray. Stand with me, Heavenly Father. Thank you for helping me with just such a simple basic little message you ordered this service this morning without forever redeemed even knowing it Lord I, I believe they felt that song was the one to sing uh, not knowing what you had given me to bring but God you have put it together can I thank you can I thank you God for those that have been praying for me to know the mind of God that they can know that you answered prayer today in every service that you've helped me preach. In every service you've helped Brother Roger to preach. You put it together, God. And I thank you for it. And I praise you for it. And I love you for it. I'm going to ask you, some of you may not be able as they sing, but if you are able and can, who will step out in the aisle, middle or side aisle, and come down here and stand across this church as a standing testimony. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Who wants to do that? Brethren on your right, sisters on your left. As for me and my house, I'm going to sing, children. As for me and my house, I'm coming. I'm coming. If mama don't go, it won't hinder me. If daddy don't go, it won't hinder me. As for me and my house. Now when you get down here, you begin to talk to him in your own way, in your own manner. If you want to cry, cry. If you want to ask something of him, ask him. But talk to him. Tell him, Lord, I've come because I want to serve you. is one. 